talkzone.com. Now, it's time for Scott Weinberg on the Law, featuring renowned attorney Scott Weinberg, along with guest experts and some of the best attorneys in the country, sharing what you need to know to protect your legal rights. Scott Weinberg on the Law is produced by CBS Radio and TalkZone.com. Now, here's your host, Scott Weinberg. Good morning, America, and beautiful, although foggy, Detroit today. We're going to be talking about all your legal rights. We wear the white hat here on Michigan in Michigan and Weinberg on the Law. I am your host, Scott Weinberg, trying to keep you safe from all the dilemmas that not only the police, but our great politicians and our government inflict upon us. All our keep us comfortable with our legal rights. We are going to wear the white hat today, I tell you trying to go and see what's going on in the state of Michigan and in Detroit, and not the least of which is what's happening with this uh, this case in Detroit with little Iana being killed in uh, Detroit in a police raid, Iana Stanley Jones. We were just talking about that all week long. Of course, she had a funeral this weekend with the right reverend. Uh, Sharpton coming in and giving the eulogy, where you can agree with that or not, but it was a nonetheless an extremely sad occasion, and we're going to try to cover some of that uh, this morning. We're going to have, if we're lucky, L. Brooks Patterson coming on today, and we're going to be talking about what's happening in Oakland County in the state of Michigan, especially in the gubernatorial race, which he is not a part of, but he'll give us his opinions on that. We're going to uh, hopefully have an interview with Senate, State Senator Tom George, who, of course, is running for governor in the state. And we're going to pose a lot of questions to him and see if he can't give us some direction on what's going on in the state and maybe get some understanding on what he's about. And then if, we have, if we're lucky enough, we're going to get uh, Sam Bernstein's son, the manager of the Bernstein Law Firm, Mark Bernstein, who one of our top attorneys in this state and talk about what's happening with uh, personal injury and not only that but also there's some interesting uh, concept of advertising obviously is that is one of the bigger professional advertisers and uh, interesting conversation that I think we'll have with them on uh, advertising prof- professionals but the first thing I want to get to is obviously what's going on with this Iana Jones case with Michigan State Police investigators continuing to interview potential witnesses and analyzing evidence in that uh, in that shooting on Last week, of course, she had her uh, funeral this this last uh, this weekend. The police hunting for a homicide suspect, Captain Harold Love, declining to talk about it, which of course is very typical in these kind of investigations. But a team of detectives and technicians, and they're also going to be looking at because there was the A and E broadcast that was following this uh, fatal shooting. That basically they were trying to get. Uh, where a warrant was being executed, but then under the Supreme Court rule, as I'm sure we all know, you can't have the television cameras actually in the houses of these executed warrants, but they were standing outside. And the question is going to be, and things that we've been talking about here is, are these videos, even if they exist, are they ever really going to be shown? Are they going to depict what's going on with uh, with the execution 
of these of these search warrants uh, or these arrest warrants, and of course the infamous Jeffrey Figer all over the news saying that there was some type of video, some type of showing that will at some point come public depicting a police officer that after the grenade or this flash bomb was thrown into the home that one of the police officers actually shot into that home blindly, basically, and then causing the death of uh, of this seven-year-old girl. But they uh, they basically gave it away to the uh, Michigan State Police to do their investigation, and that's rightly so, taken away from the Detroit Police because it's very difficult, I think, being a defense attorney here for 20 years, you always know that you can't investigate yourself. You can't put the wolf in charge of the hen house. And here you're going to have Michigan State Police, and I'm sure uh, the Attorney General, perhaps even the feds come in and try to do some investigation on uh, what happened in that police raid. But then you have, of course, our Attorney General here in Michigan, uh, Mike Cox, had harsh words for things that happen in, in national news coming here where Reverend Al Sharpton will come in and then give these, uh, give this eulogy. Cox wrote on his own Twitter that, uh, that he feels it's not necessarily appropriate or that these people shouldn't be coming in and I guess using it for their own, their own, um, either misguided or at least their own popularity. He uh, was disgusted, but not surprised that Sharpton would be given the eulogy at the uh, funeral of the little girl that was shot and killed. But uh, even if you think it's disturbing that a national figure like Al Sharpton, anybody coming in to support a family or to support a cause, you know, Sharpton did have interesting or at least some type of healing words that he wanted to express, saying that it, uh, that he hopes there can be better behavior between our citizens and between the the police, and that's some of the things that we're going to talk about, hopefully here with Senator Tom George, about some of the, I guess, racial tensions that we have here, where um, we don't want to always have our city focused on by the nation thinking we're just all about murder. We're just all about some type of killing. We want to be more than that. And, you know, we'll try to talk a little about that with hopefully uh, L. Brooks Patterson also, Senator George. Uh, L. Brooks talking about where he wants regional cooperation, and he had the same feeling after the, um, the police officer Huff several uh, weeks ago was shot and killed. But, you know, there's one thing that you can always rely on, and that is government officials coming in and trying to, I guess, pacify or putting off what is the inel- in, uh, the the type of feeling that we're always going to have, the inevitable of there is too much crime in Detroit, there's too much um, police brutality, there's too little trust between our citizens and the police force. And, you know, I mean, some of that, of course, is true, but a lot of it is blown out of proportion, especially when you have these types of killings. But now they're going to have probably the Justice Department. U.S. Attorney Barbara McQuaid said the Justice Department is watching the investigation into this little girl's death. And the shooting death is a tragedy, of course, but, 
you know, you need to have some independent force. And while the Michigan State Police is the lead investigating agency handling the case, the Justice Department is going to uh, look into it and make sure that everything is done correctly, or at least that it's, I don't know, that it's at least monitored so that if they need to have any federal involvement, which hopefully they will not, and uh, Cox's office or the Michigan State Police can handle it, that uh, they will be able to make sure that whoever is at fault either comes to justice or that there's policies put in force that it doesn't happen again. One of the uh, other things going on in this great state of ours is really going to be affected by the U.S. Supreme Court ruling on the what's called the juvenile lifer law. And everybody here in this state knows that if there's a what's called a juvenile lifer, meaning a someone 14 or under that is uh, sentenced to life in prison, other than on a murder case, they can spend the rest of their life in jail without parole. And the U.S. Supreme Court ruling this week states that that can't happen without uh, for non-homicide cases. But the problem is that doesn't affect our juvenile life or law so much because the ones that are in uh, juvenile uh, cases or in prison for life here in Michigan, those are for homicide cases. So the clock is really ticking on Michigan law. In uh, 2005, the Supreme Court declared that the death penalty for juvenile offenders is unconstitutional in this country. Of course, we don't have that in this state, the uh, the death penalty. Thankfully, that was uh, recalled many, many years ago in terms of that being able to prosecute that, but also in federal cases. But it comes to the point of, and you have to ask for yourself, it doesn't matter what kind of crime a juvenile commits. Can, for instance, a 14-year-old be held responsible? And if we have teenagers, you know. Can they be held responsible and put in prison for the rest of their lives like an adult making an adult decision should that happen? And that is really a debate that continues to raid not only across this state but across the country. And repealing these laws is really um, always coming up for vote in many different states but will be in this state too. A bill before the House Judiciary Committee repealing Michigan's juvenile life or law uh, has a final hearing next month, and actually I'm going to be testifying on the uh, Senate side where Liz uh, Brader from Ann Arbor has tried for six years to get uh, the bill repealing the Michigan uh, life or law. Um, so if you have any comments or concerns about that, you can call us here at 1270 WXYT at 248-851-1270. We'll take your call. Or quite frankly, during the week, you can call uh, Senator Brader's office up in Lansing or get to uh, Chairman Mark Meadows' office for the uh, House Committee, where you can give him and uh, her your two cents whether or not you think our juveniles should be held responsible for life on the decisions they make when they're obviously young teens. But we'll see what happens with Jennifer Granholm and see what she's going to be doing about that. We're going to be talking with uh, with uh, Elbrooks Patterson and the in a few minutes here, one of the things that we want to be able to do is, you know, whenever you have an executive like that, these are the kind of things that you got to think about. What is your role as an executive? What is the purpose for why you are 
in position. This is Weinberg on the law. Have you or a loved one been arrested or charged with a crime? Do you want to stay out of jail and try to keep your record clean? Then you need the attorneys from Weinberg Law at 1-800-7100-LAW. And if you call right now, they can qualify you for a payment plan designed just for you. That's right, an affordable top criminal law firm. Call 1-800-7100-LAW. Stay out of jail, keep your record clean, and qualify for payment plans. Call now, 1-800-710-0529. That's 1-800-7100-LAW.